It's about that time. Quality time. Turn it up. This is the Quality Control Podcast. Let's go. All right, all right. And we are back with another episode of the Quality Control Podcast. I am your host, Super Mario. My co-host, Justin Miller, had to be out this time. And today, we want to talk about without dad. You know, how not growing up with your father present in your life transitions and translates to fatherhood with your own children. And I have a special guest. Uh, we go back 10 plus years, met a mentor, yo, the real solid guy. Nothing but great things to say about him. Um, he represents every good thing that a brother can. Um, I, I feel like he's one of my brothers. He is one of my brothers. And without further ado, I want to introduce Mr. Anthony Baldry. Anthony, how are you today, sir? Yeah, as as Mario said, my name is Anthony Baldry. Um, you know, born and raised in, in Tupelo, Mississippi. Um, and about me, I'm a father first. Um, I, I would say first, I'm a I'm a server of the Lord. Uh, then I'm a father, uh, son, brother. Um, yeah, and and just uh, just chasing the kingdom, man. I got you, man. I got you, got you. So, oh, uh, we're gonna get into the topic and you kind of have a discussion about it, man, because I know it's people out there that have gone through this similar thing is actually a common uh, occurrence in in you know in our you know demographic. But I want to start off by asking, you know, what was life like without your father present? Oh, uh, I think for me, life was. Um, I'm not gonna say difficult. It was different especially, you know, kind of growing up and, and, you know, you'd be at, you know, different people's houses, right. And you will kind of see their father present. Um, and then you, you know, you, you understood that you didn't have your father, so you didn't experience those same things. So I would, I would definitely say different, um, you know, but, you know, to kind of give some background too and some context, I think when we talk about fathers not being present, you know, the often, um, uh, assumption is that, you know, Hey, he, he just wasn't there or he just didn't care to be in your life. Uh, but my, my situation is a little bit different. You know, my dad died when I was eight. Um, you know, he was a diabetic. Uh, he was blind. Um, and so, um, yeah, he, he was also 28 when he passed away. So it was just, for me, it was different. Uh, and I was his only child. Wow. Wow. Let me ask you this, um, and I, before we get into, it, I kind of give you my background. Um, you you kind of talk about what happened with your father, man. My father actually just wasn't there, and some days I find myself trying to figure out why. Um, you know, I don't know if he didn't think I was actually his. I don't know if he had issues with mom, or what it was but um as i you know talk to family and things like that i kind of realized that's just kind of the person he was unfortunately you know and um it's just it's just crazy how you know me and you've met and we don't you know have the same you know kind of situation but just different circumstances you know and circumstances do make a difference you know um uh, but i want to ask this question what childhood sacrifices were normalized so what do you find yourself you know you kind of briefly talked about going to other people's houses and seeing them with their fathers and you not with yours you know what other sacrifices uh were normalized you know me i can kind of get off into this you know um i have a trip to disney planned i've never been to disney um i didn't get on my first flight till i was uh 30 years old after i got married um uh, I didn't, you know, it's a lot of different things I didn't do, 
you know, so that's what kind of want to, you know, kind of get your feel on what, what, what sacrifices were normalized? What did you go without? And it was per se, okay. It was normal. You know, what would you say? Those uh, were some things. What were those things? And I, I would say for me, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a simple type of guy. Um, you know, I think for me, it was just as, as basic as happy birthdays. Right. Right. Just those, um, those simple things. Uh, even those phone calls, um, you know, was just just going without those things and, and it being kind of normalized. Um, you know, I also think, too, uh, the ability uh, just to, you know, walk outside with him and, and see sunshine, just 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 those basic things. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it for me it gets it gets pretty simple, uh, but then they that you know in the grand scheme of things they're, they're pretty complex to me. Absolutely, and I respect that because you know that's really the the children want time. You know they don't want materials. You know they get you know me and you got kids. We'll buy them a toy. They their face will light up, and then you'll see that they'll play with the box that the toy was in more than the actual toy. You know, so it's not about trinkets. It's not about things. People just, you know, they want time. And it's very interesting how you reflect on just being able to just hang out with your pops. You know, um, I think the hangout time I got with my dad was kind of forced. Uh, I can remember, uh, I want to say it was Lethal Weapon 3. And I guess the reason we went because he wanted to go. And uh, I can remember sitting in the theater and getting a hot dog with mustard man i have a thing for hot dogs and mustard and that's i guess that's where it came from because every time i eat it i go back to where i first had it and it was with him being in you know seeing lethal weapon you know and i think the time he had to spend with me was kind of forced based on my mom putting pressure on him and things like that so those are things i can't remember you know uh and i can remember you know kind of not understanding the dialogue they had but him not really spending that much time with me you know and my mom actually having to pop in on places that he was with me to actually get him to see me so it's kind of uh, interesting how different those things are you know and um uh, next uh thing i think we briefly touched on how hard no we didn't this is a real good question how hard um was it or how hard did you see your mom hustle keeping things afloat without without your dad Oh man, that's that's another one of those things too. I think, man, she she hustled really hard. You know, you're talking about a single parent, man, with three children. Um, right. You know, it was it was definitely uh you know working two and three jobs. You know, just to uh, you know, just to pay the rent. Right. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't owning a house and paying a mortgage. It was working two and three jobs just to pay the rent. You know, and in some cases. You know, some cases, you know, not having, you know, uh, hot water, um, you know, different things like that and kind of having to, you know, just 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 really, man, barely make it, um, you know, and then I think even still having to hustle. And I think I, I took that pretty hard, man, being the oldest out of three children. You know, I was like, man, this if this is it, you know, I don't want any parts of it. You know, and so I, that's that really is kind of what drives me, I think today uh to make sure that i'm i'm actively present you know in my kids lives uh and that for me is no alternative uh other than being in the house with them so A absolutely it is it's it's a standard you know and uh we do share that yeah. same sentiment and i can appreciate that about you and on record for anybody who 
does not see that same sentiment, we, we don't see eye to eye. And it's nothing personal. But at the same time, it's, you know, we're in the business of perpetuating our generations. And, you know, yeah. whether it be for, you know, unforeseen circumstances or whether that be just because, you know, like my pops just didn't want to be there. You know, that that's not acceptable anymore. You know, when we talk about watching my mom hustle, I can, you know, remember my mom working at the um, early learning centers, the daycare. Uh, she did children. She kept them from six weeks to a year. And then even after she got off, she was able to get me to come to that daycare for after school for free. But then when the, the daycare left, me and her would go through and actually clean the daycare up. You know, that was like one of her side gigs, you know. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, my mom, she she babysit kids, you know. Um, I have a, a 92 brick roadmaster that was from Fictional Pontiac Buick. And when I think about it, my mom actually kept, the deal, the owner of that dealership's kids, you know, um, and you know, that's just how deep that it goes, you know? So, you know, keeping kids, like you said, rent, you know, um, hood section eight, whatever you want to call it, all that we mm-hmm. familiar with, you know, I, you know, I keep it real, you know, uh, and you do too, you know, uh, I'm to the point we had, do we had German cockroaches, like legit German cockroaches. And wow. one th- one thing that um, I know is kind of off tangent, but it kind of just goes back to the hustle and, you know, the, the upbringing. You couldn't eat sugar smacks in my house or I didn't I didn't eat sugar smacks. If you had sugar smacks, I wouldn't eat it, you know, and this is kind of, you know, uh, a coming relief point. But when that German cockroach turns upside down on that water, you can't tell the difference between it and the sugar smack. So just to kind of put that out there, you know, uh. But yeah, that's um, that's what it was. So, but that's where I came from. It was normalized for it just be mom working two jobs, man, leave me at the house to go to the store when I'm eight or nine years old, which is like unheard of right now, dude. I yeah. used to, dude, I used to come home with the key in the third grade, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the third grade, mm-hmm. which is like, and I lost my key every other week, you know. So it's like, it's crazy, man. But uh, what would you you was about to say? No, I think what you what you're talking about though is it didn't seem as a bad thing then because it was normal. You know, these were all normal things. You know, so yeah, yeah. You talk about cockroaches, man. Yeah, I, you know, hey, if you didn't want to see them, you didn't turn the light on. There you go. Uh, you know, and and I'm not ashamed about that. You know, you will grow no traditionally to be ashamed about that, but that's what it was. You know, so it's just just very interesting. You know, even though circumstances were different between you know you know your father and mine you know mom still had to hustle shout out to the single moms that are still hustling you know um you know working because they have to you know barely afloat you know everything mm-hmm. around you is getting high groceries are up you know year over year you know uh trying to keep a car in the street patched up or catching ride man my mom used to wear the cab out man i knew cabs back in the day because my mom never got a driver's license you know, you talking yeah. about calling cabs. Uh, my mom walked to work a couple of times, walked me to daycare. You know, I know that wow. all too well. You know, so, but um, you know, moving on. At what moments did it hurt the most not having your father there? Uh, man, I, I think for me that was you know, I, I it certainly brings me back to when probably the most life changing moment in my life. You know, I think you know when was when I was uh when I was 14, uh, you know, of course, you know, my story, right. With, with being shot, you know, yes, at the, he said 14, um, 
you know, I think, I, and, I, and I honestly believe this, had I had a father, you know, that, that was, you know, somebody I could have went back home to and had a conversation with, uh, I probably would have done that on this very day, but I didn't. I opted to, you know, get in the car with some friends. Uh, and then from that ride, it kind of changed my life. Um, so I, I think that was the moment that it, it probably hurt the worst, but I think it was the best moment of my life. Right. A turning moment in your life where you know it's a deciding moment that's what we call those moments to where you have the yeah. option to go one way or the other way and you take the right way you know so very strong yeah um, yeah for me um man really that i can really recall was i want to say senior night in high school playing football you know my dad said he was gonna okay. be there man wasn't there i was like dang you know what i'm saying my mom was there standing tall my last home football game and him not being there, it was like, dang. But what I have realized is that I've long over forgiven my dad for that. And that's one thing we will talk about, uh, you know, later on is, you know, I can actually talk about that because there's nothing really for you to forgive for your father. But, you know, getting past that is, is what makes the generations perpetuate and move on. And we normalize the things we need to normalize. So, uh, now let, let's go to some positive notes, man. Like what male figure stepped in and helped, you know, everybody's got that uncle, everybody's got, you know, church, you know, people, this, that, and the third, what male figures can you remember that stepped in for you? Oh, for me, man, I, I think it was my granddad, you know, my dad's father, you know, he stepped in and he would have these real cool little nicknames for me. Right. As, as at the time, you know, his only grandchild. Uh, I was the only grandchild for 20 years, you know, uh, so for me, it was, he was, he was my dad. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, yeah. Him stepping in and, and I can remember him taking me to the store, man. And you may not, you may be too young to remember this Mario, <laughs> but, uh, he would take me to the store, man. Uh, at the time it was a grocery store. We would buy these little, these little guns almost, man, that had the little rings in them. Uh, and you would, you would shoot them right. And they would smoke a little bit. Uh, you know, almost like I don't they were cap guns. Got, oh, you yeah. talking about the cap guns? Yeah, that pop, but it had a little smoke with it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh Yeah, yeah but he would know. he would always come pick me up every weekend and you know, just kind of uh you know, I would get to get to hang out with him, man. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kinda interesting you mentioned your grandfather because um I hear stories about my grandfather and I, I have memories of him being young and almost like <laughs> it's weird, but I can like smell him because I remember the distinct smell he had. Uh, but he uh, he had a uh, I want to say that thing was a Mark V, the Lincoln, the long nose Lincoln with the four sixty. <laughs> it was um it was uh what you call it? Crap! It was beige. And then he um supposedly he had a driver because uh, apparently my granddad worked on the railroad for so many years. He retired, had made so much money they had to wire it back to him. You know so. Uh, he knew, and my aunts kind of told me this story, that he knew that my father wouldn't be in my life. And he kind of made reservations to come see me and spend time with me because he knew what it was. And I, that's why I think my dad just was that type of person because he had always been. Yeah. You know, so uh, I had uncles. Um, let's see, man. Many uncles, church, um, church people that stepped in and kind of, you know, taught me values and things like that. Um, different examples um, as far as, you know, not necessarily my blood uncles, but like my blood aunts, husbands and things like that, you know, um, that, you know, taught me how to drive and, and you know, um, gave me cars to drive and, you know, paid for things when I needed it the most, you know. So I had some people that stepped in, you know, it just, you know, 
and it helps. It, it's very encouraging. It does help. So no, I, I think you're I think you're spot on too. I also gotta. I mean, you know, just hearing you talk, right? I, I also gotta mention this point about my granddad. I think, man, he would he would tell me he loved me every. It, it seemed like it was every five minutes. You know, for me, it felt weird. You know, it was like, man, I, you know, you don't hear this at home. You don't hear this anywhere else other than him. And so now, you know, uh, fast forward to the day, man, I find myself telling my kids every two, three minutes. Um, you know, so I, I kind of understand where that came from. And I understand now how he felt saying it. Um, so, it, it, you know, that was that was real big for me. But I think you, you also talk about, too, man, there's people that are still stepping in. You know, even to this day, right? You don't, you know, you don't stop stepping in. You don't have, you know, so it's it's people still to this day. You know, I got cousins, uncles. You know, we're always, you know, talking to each other, throwing things off. You know, and then you, you know, you're one of those people. You know that that step in and and still give great advice. So yeah, man, it's appreciated. Oh man, likewise. You know, we go back and forth with it, man. That's what you know, brothers do. So uh, appreciate the shout out on that. Uh, let me ask you this, moving on to the next topic. Um, we're going to call this the challenges of being the father you wish you had. You know, so how do you walk the line between developing character with your children and giving them what you didn't have? You know, so traditionally, a lot of people that don't uh, have uh, children or they have children and they grew up in, you know, adverse situations or without they tend to spoil their kids real bad. Okay, so prime example. Man, I know you go to Walmart and see a whole bunch of stuff you wanted and your mama told you don't touch nothing. You know, you for me, you know, the basketball goal was kind of the staple thing in, you know, black community. If you had a basketball goal, it was kind of cool. You know, so you go in there at Christmas, you see the basketball code, they're like $189, stuff like that. You know you couldn't get it, but you just wanted one. You even went to, as far as putting the milk crate on the tree, you know. So, so what? What is the fine line? How do you walk the line between? Hey, I want to develop. I want him to get all the good I had from without having, but at the same time, I still want him to experience some things I didn't have. So, how how do you tackle that? Because that's day to day for me. Yeah, and I think it's it's going to be a battle too. You know what I what I have to tell myself is, you know, I can't punish my children for the things that I didn't have. Um, I think God has blessed us to be in a position to where we, we can, um, you know, do some different things for him. And so for me, it's, it's not really a, it's not really a battle. Uh, but I'm always trying to educate my son too about stuff, you know, and how, Hey, if you don't have this stuff, let's talk about what you do have. Right. I, you know, I always tell him, you know, Hey, do you have food in the refrigerator? His answer is yes. Correct. And I'm like, well, do you have clothes on your back? His answer is yes. Uh, are your mom and your, and, you know, his mom and Collins healthy? Yes. Then that that's what matters. The stuff doesn't matter. So always still trying to educate, but never punishing them for the things that I didn't have. Right. And, and that's interesting. You know, I don't even uh, pose. I don't pose questions like that to Dylan. I think I should, even though uh, uh, Kate is seven, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, Katie's seven. seven. Dylan is five. It's a little age gap, but I know he's Dylan is actually developing more. And I know what I knew at age five, and I can see what he knows based on what I knew at age five. So it's getting to the point to where I have to start having, you know, semi challenging conversations with him, just like you just, you know, had the example with Kate. You know, those are very important questions, you know, because, you know, 
Christmas, you know. Christmas was, it was Christmas for us, but you know, kids look for a whole lot of gifts, and I know your kids are a lot like our kids. They just, you mm-hmm. know, they don't have to really have much, and it's not because mm-hmm. we can't give them much. It's just because they just, they simple, you know. Yep. Dylan likes cars, you know, uh, K like you know, video game. I remember, man, K beat me down on the wrestling, man. Tell him I got to have a rematch, man. He beat me smooth <laughs> down on the wrestling. I was like, I'm hitting one button, and I ain't doing nothing. But uh, So, you know, as soon as I t- that, he's going to say, when is Uncle Mario coming back up here? So, you know, I'm going to hold off on telling him that until I know you're coming. Exactly, exactly. But I, I show I need to come, man, because he beat me down smooth, man. But – those things we can provide without actually overloading them with, you know, they got to have polo, this, this, that, and the other. They can have nice stuff. Nothing wrong with nice stuff. Not knocking it. But at the same time, we don't want our kids to be defined by the things that they have. We want to build character, you know. So, and I find that being a challenge in all communities all the time because, you know, some kids, you know, or some people are taught what you have, what you don't have is, you know, kind of who you are. Well, that's not the case. Because if that yeah. was the case, it wouldn't be me and you right now having this discussion. So No doubt, no doubt. And I, and I think, too, uh, you know, you pose a really good question, a great question, actually. Uh, one, one moment I had uh, of confirmation, uh, I can remember being at Cade School, and uh, my wife didn't tell me uh, what was going to happen, but she said, you know, this is the award ceremony, and so we're going to go, and, you know, he's going to graduate his class, right, and, you know, this, this, and this. So I'm like, okay. Uh, you know, as I'm sitting there, though, uh, Kate ends up being one of the two students that received the citizenship award. Oh, wow. You know, one of one of only two students. You know, and so for me, you know, I'm like, OK, I was more excited about the citizenship award than I was his grades. Um, you know, and, and that's that's why she didn't tell me. My wife didn't tell me because, she knew I would be really excited about that. So for me, that was a moment of confirmation that as a parent, um, you know, what I'm what I'm trying to teach him and instill in him, uh, you know, some of it is right, you know, um, which means that he's treating people right. Uh, he's doing some of those just, you know, um, character, good character type things. So, yeah, I was really excited about that. Absolutely, man. One of the greatest gifts of fatherhood is when your child understands what you taught them and they actually apply it. So drop that gem right there all right so moving on uh now this is actually just for me because i personally feel that you don't have to forgive your father for for not being there purposely because at the end of the day it wasn't on purpose it was just circumstance but man it's it's how do i forgive my father for not being there easy it is what it is I know I can't be that and I move forward because the more I hold on to that, it's kind of like, you know, me and you talk about cars. You know, if, <laughs> if you got a trailer hooked up to your truck and it's peg legging because it ain't got positive traction, you're not going <laughs> to go anywhere. So at the end of the day, you have to let stuff go, you know, because there's nothing you can do to change that situation besides making it right going forward. So easily, you know, it's easy to forgive because I understand what it would do. I can't take that out on my child. I can't hold that resentment because at the end of the day, it's done, you know. And one thing I can say, and um, we're going to drop this gen right here. Sometimes a lot of 
what your parents teach you is what not to do. Come on, though. And, and a lot of people don't get that. You know, I may not learn what to do, but I know what not to do. Come and on, if man. I, if I do, if I don't do what I uh, what was not good, I may not get it all right, but I know I ain't gonna get it all wrong. So very easy, and that's and that's how you forgive. You know, you take what you got and you move forward. And you just do what you need to do, man. And, and you be yeah, as big as you can for your kids, you know. So it's, it's been rewarding not to hold that resentment on my dad because it's like, man, it is what it is. You know, I, I get it. I get it. And growing up and understanding relationships better, you know, I don't know if it's a question of paternity. I don't know if it's, you know, a relationship he didn't like with my mom or this, that, and the third. You just don't know. And just – Having those conversations with my family members who kind of understand my father, that helped me a lot too to understand who the, the type of guy he was. Love my yep. father to death, but it just, man, he it ain't in him. You know, it wasn't in him. So with any, yep. I respect that. I respect that. So, no, no, sorry, man. To, to your point though, I think you know what you what you spoke about is that forgiveness, you know, is is really for the person hurt, not for the person that did the hurting, right? Uh, you know, yes, so that's, that's really what it's about. All right, let me ask you this. Um, how intimidating is the ground we must make up as fathers? You know, uh, we, from a financial literacy standpoint, from a, you know, from a educational standpoint, from a normalization standpoint, not to say that we have to per se keep up with the Joneses, but how do we level our kids up by being fathers? How intimidating is that knowing that you start a race 60 feet behind, you know, the people that are beside you kind of example. I know you've seen this Facebook reel or Instagram reel where there's a guy, he's at a camp, there's a hundred kids and he starts asking these questions, you know, take five steps forward. If you got a two parent home, mm -hmm. take five steps forward. If you got two cars or take five steps mm -hmm. forward, if you go to a private school or take five steps forward, if you're on scholarship, this, that, and the other. And then, you have to start that race so far behind. How intimidating is that ground to make up? Man, yeah, in, intimidating. I think is 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 an understatement. You know, it's 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 grand, man. I don't think there's any limits to it. It's it's, it's big. For for an example, oh uh, man, that's certain. You know, for me, still trying to understand my place in the world, right? you know, and, and kind of where I fit. And then on top of that, be a, a father and not even just a father, but being a husband. Oh um, man, it's, it's, I, I can't even put it into words uh, because the world does what, what the world doesn't do is wait for you to catch up. Right. You know, it doesn't say, all right, you're here now. Here are these responsibilities. That doesn't happen that way. You know? And so what you got, it's almost like, uh, you know, you're, you're learning on the fly, you know, you learn on the fly. So for me, yeah, it's it's grand. Um and it's a it's a constant thing. It's is yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I don't I don't think there's there's really uh but but I also appreciate it too, Mario. I think what it what it causes you to have is some endurance about yourself. It causes you to be able to to withstand what a lot of normal people couldn't. I would say not normal people, but people that are in better positions, what they couldn't what they couldn't uh couldn't understand it makes you just want to go that much harder there's some low places but i think you appreciate the highs more importantly you know because you understand what it took to get here uh now, now look you look at my situation you know being shot 
uh, at an early age. You know, I don't know many people that survive a gunshot wound to the face. Now, I'm not bragging about that at all. You know, what I am specifically talking about is purpose. And I think you've, you've got to first understand your purpose, whatever that is, and, uh, and allow that to lead you uh, in ways that you really can't understand, you know. So for me, purpose is driving me to be a better parent, a better husband. Uh, and just a better person. Yeah, and you and you hit on a lot of good things. And if you if you hear that gem in the background, I always drop them because I don't want people to miss something important. Purpose is is very important. And once you understand purpose, you can effectively work in it. You know, and that's the biggest thing. You know, a lot of people they exist but they're not alive. You know, because they you know they don't mm -hmm. understand that your life is tied to purpose. You know, yep. I had a discussion about you know, credit, um, uh, on another podcast. And what I told people, you know, people was always talking about debt. Debt is bad. This, that, and the other man, we in debt to Jesus. We can't pay him back. Come on now. And let, let's be 100 about it. You know, drop the gym, whatever you want to say. Well, we, uh, we owe him our life and we got to account for what we do once we're done. And that's, what a mm -hmm. lot of what the problem is, people think that they can just do what they want to do and not account for anything once everything is said and done. Man, we got to give an account. But I'm talking about before heaven and hell, we got to give an account of everything we did. So if we came in a bad situation, it's our job to make that situation better. And it's our job to pass that baton. And a lot of yeah. the intimidation is, it's like, man, you're not going to, I always associated with David, you know, David, he, he, he gathered all these kingdoms, but he couldn't rule them because mm -hmm. he had blood on his hands. So you may have to be a David, not a Solomon. You get what I'm saying? You know, we're set, yes, we're sir. setting up for Solomon and I, you know, I get a little emotional about this, bro, because it makes a difference, bro. It does. It Come does, man. Come on now. And, you know, give me a little time to get myself together. But, bro, yep. it's tough, man. It's tough. It, it is tough, yep. man. But it's very intimidating because I know that it's some stuff that I'm not going to be able to do just because I'm pushing it. Yep. I'm pushing the kingdom forward. Just like you said, bro. Come on, man. You know, man, I don't mean to be getting over here, you know, being no kid about it, bro. Man, but it's, it's all good. what it is, bro. Is what it is. So, 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 I think to that point, to that point, you're doing everything that you need to do, right? You know, if you if you advance in the kingdom, I think is is you know, you it may not be everything that you want to do, but I think everything you need to do is being done. You know, if you advance in the kingdom, that's that's really what it's about. Exactly, exactly, and you, you hit it right on the head. You know, and again, that's the most intimidating part, man. Is like, I know what I got to do. And I just hope yep. my kids get it, and I think they will. And and that's the that's the yep. gift, man. That's the gift yep. of life, bro. When, yep, when you die, and you got to be judged, man. God wants you to get it. Did you get it? Did you understand? Did you get it? And all you getting getting understanding. Did you get understanding? If you got understanding, great. If you didn't. Yep. You be judged about it. And that's just what it is. That's just my conviction. I have to get it. And I have to give it so it can keep giving. 
you know so that you know that's just the 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 conviction i operate off of man i have to get it yep. i can't just go around just doing stuff you know buying stuff it's like man you said your kids so far behind you know so it's tough man and being that starting position yep. you know you starting the race you know you starting from the start line it ain't like you starting the third leg in the four on uh, in the on uh, the hundred meter relay, man. You start from the get go, and then you got to pass some time, bro. And you just hope you got to hope it keeps going. So, man, you you know you know what though, and I and I and I hate to uh, interject with this point. Um, oh, go ahead, I, I think part of the reason why um, we 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 are dadless children, right, is so that we can understand who our father truly is. See what I'm saying? Like we, you know. Um, you talk about a relationship. That's the best relationship that I've ever obtained. Um, you know, is you know, is is really understand truly who the father is, and and so going without. Yeah, did I go without some things? But I think what I have now is far more important than what I went without. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, you know one one other one other comment I made to my son. We were riding we were riding in uh, in the car, and uh, man, he started to ask me questions about my dad. And I kid you not, man, I don't even remember what my dad's voice sounds like. You know, I don't remember anything. Um, you know, anything like that. And so I can remember telling my son, I said, man, I said, you know, no matter what, I said, I want you to remember your dad, okay? I said, remember who I am. Uh, I want you to remember a lot of things about me. And so, man, that to me, that was that was powerful, man, with getting a chance to kind of share that with him. And then having him, you know, having him uh, just kind of repeat some things back to me, too. Uh, you know, I'm never teaching him something without having him give me some confirmation that he understands me that's that's what it that was a powerful moment for us and it's necessary because the reason you know uh generational and you go from biblical terms just just making it practical you know you you, you got so many yep. generations removed from the children of israel being delivered 
to where they forgot. And it's our responsibility mm-hmm. to, to make sure we instill things so they never forget. You know, and I think that's our issue. You know, yeah. you know, you got the eight, nine, ten um, kids in the home with grandparents, and you, you know, how dad, granddad handled everything. Grandma took care of the house. You know, you got all the civil rights, Jim Crow, all those things that we've gone through to this point. But it's getting to the point to where the people are forgetting how we got to where we are, and it's a regression. You know, and it's you know. It's one family at a time to stop the regression, man. And, you know, it, it's tough. That's what makes, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, task intimidating, but it makes it necessary, you know, because at the end of the day, one thing about it, you know, it's almost like playing football. You have film study, man. It's like the whole team lost the game. But guess what? You're graded as an individual. So at the end of the day, if you know that you're going to have a one-on-one with God at the end of this thing, Man, just get your stuff together. Because ain't no blaming it on nobody yep. else. It ain't no, well, this is what it was. No excuses. Really, I just really believe mm-hmm. that it's going to be the ultimate film study. He's going to show you everything you did wrong and you mm-hmm. got the answer for it. And if it ain't a good answer, it ain't a good answer. Because guess what? You can't you can't lie. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to lie about. You know, yep. so. But, yeah, man, good stuff. Good stuff, man. So. It's about time to get that shit. Off your chest. Now we're at the point of this episode where Anthony, you get to get something off your chest, man. I mean, it could be anything. It could be impala excesses. It could be no hot dogs and ketchup. It could be you who versus next quick. I'm talking about Ovaltine. Whatever you want to talk about, bro, you got an opportunity to get it off your chest, man. Have it. Wow, man. <laughs> I get to get it off my chest. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Get it off your chest. What, what's what's been your kick? This is an opportunity where you can explain your kick. Like what's what's been on your mind? What's been pulling at you? You know what's going on in society that you dislike? You know so on and so forth. What what do you want people to know? And I, I want us to, um, you know, if I if I had to get something off my chest, it, it would be, uh, although my body is covered with tattoos, I'm not a threat. Yeah, if if I can just get that off my chest, man. Um, oh, I, I like that. Elaborate. You know, on I that, think I th- there's been so many negative stereotypes. You know, uh, I've even stereotyped myself, right, when it comes to tattoos and things like that. But uh, you know, I'm not a threat. Um, I I just happen to love tattoos and I love expressing myself that way. So uh, I love God. Uh, I love my family. Um, I actually love you as well, uh, probably more than I do myself. Uh, so I'm not a threat. Uh, I certainly have to say that, man. Oh, that, that, that's deep, bro. That's deep. And going back to what you know, we talked about moments ago, it's the fact that at the end of the day, we have to stand for judgment for ourselves. You know, it's going to be how we mm-hmm. treated people, what we looked at, because – Here's the thing, man. None of that defines your character, per se. It doesn't. None of that, and really not per se. None of that defines your character. You know, it is so it's so crazy that we harp on the things. We we as they say, heard a preacher say this once, we major in the minor, (laughs) we minor in the major. Man, none of that, none of that none of that matters, man. Cause guess what? If you got sleeves, you can wear long sleeves. I mean, it is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. uh, no matter where mm-hmm. they are, you know, so it's like we need to quit 
judging people on service level things, man. Because no, a yep. person can see you, never have had a conversation with you, and and all all the way they have an assumption about you. You know, um, you know, yep. you can walk somewhere with your tattoos on. Somebody may clutch their purse. And you may have more your your account than they do, and have no intentions of stealing nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that, unfortunately, that's the world we living in. You know, and we walk the fine line between being free in who we are and and not being judged. You know, at the end of the day, like I was telling somebody, oh, that man, you can get on this this thing with me, man, and 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 say roll tide. And I can, you know, have a judgment <laughs> about you. You know what I'm saying? And it means nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's just it's kind of comical, but it's serious because people people do things for for you know unseri- for unserious reasons. You know, all your crime. You know, you think about all this crime that's out here now, and it's like, okay, that was for what? Oh, just because somebody said this or somebody felt this way. This, you know. That's the society we're in, but no, Anthony, you are not a threat, and I can attest to that. And I think, you know, even in your professional world, I mean, I've seen you elevate in, you know, where you are, and you're not, they know you. That's one thing I can value about the company Mm -hmm. that you work for, that I briefly worked for at a period of time. They know you. They know who you are. Mm -hmm. They know the work you put out, and that's what matters. That's the only thing that matters, because at the end of the day, you know, you, you can can you really tell a rotten watermelon from the outside? Or can you really? Can you tell a sweet or unsweet watermelon from the outside? Let's just be honest. Man, mm. uh, <laughs> we talk about moms and stuff like that, man. I, I leave uh, probably with this. Man, my mom used to send me to the store to get watermelons, man. Used to have me knocking on them and listening to them and smelling them to make sure they're sweet. And then got the nerd want me to bring them back when they ain't sweet. I'm like, mama, you going to cut these folks stuff. And then you want me to send it back because it ain't sweet. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, how you gonna send me on that mission? But no, man, you you can't you can't sweat you can't tell you know a person based on their outer appearance. We we don't need to do that. So I like that, man. You're not a threat, man. The watermelon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember that if I'm ever sent to the store to get a watermelon, I can't tell if it's good or bad by by listening to it. So, um. I'm also, I want to also say this too, man, God has done some, some, some amazing things in our lives. I won't just say mine. Um, but I think if we want to stop what you talked about, right. With assuming and and kind of judging, then we have to start looking at people from where we've been as opposed to where we are now. We have to start looking at people from where we've been, you know, because, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll cause us to stop looking down on people, man. You know, if I'm looking at you from where I've been, you know, if anything, I'm looking up to you. I'm not looking down at you, you know. So for me, that's that's what it's about, you know. And the feeling mutual, bro. I mean, because we, yeah. we've known each other for 10 plus and we've, we've seen where we've been, you know, and it's only been mm-hmm. up. And I can I can appreciate that. And it just feel good to be around people that, you know, are, yep. are just trying to run the race, bro. That's just it. So but um, yes, without yeah, a dad. Um, I will leave on this note, man. It it is tough, but it is 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 doable, and it can be rectified for the next generation. So if you're in this situation currently, it's not the end. You know, just use the resources that you have. You know, you will have to go without, but let that build character because at the end of the day, you will have your opportunity to, to change it. You know, and that's what that's gonna drive your 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 drive to change it. The fact that you didn't have it, 
and you'll want it for your kids and you will make sure you value that and you will instill that. This has been the Quality Control Podcast. It's about that time. Quality time. This is the Quality Control Podcast. Let's go.